Jeremiah 29, verse 11. We've been in church any amount of time. We've heard this verse. I would say we quote it often. And if you don't, you should know it and quote it. Have it written on the tablets of your heart. It's a beautiful verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. Not just a hope, but a hope and a future. Father, I pray this word would resonate deep within us today. I pray, Lord, right now that by your spirit you would begin to soften our hearts, ready our hearts for this word today. For this announcement that you're about to make, Father. I pray that ready us for it, Jesus. I pray right now that I would decrease so that the Holy Spirit would increase within me. And Lord, you would help me articulate this word exactly the way you desire and designed it to be articulated this morning. So that every heart would receive it and hold on to it. I pray that right now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Listen, before you're seated, high five, five people. I want you to tell them this. Tell them, say, I have faith for the future. Tell them, say, I have faith. And say it like you mean it, right? Like, I have faith for the future. Come on. Get excited. Come on. If you believe God is good, someone shout, God is good. Amen. Yes, he is. Amen. Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm so excited. I can hardly stand it right now and contain uh, myself because today, man, is big announcement Sunday. I just made that up. But hey. That's what we're going to call it today. Big announcement Sunday, and I am really excited about it. How many of you are excited for the announcement? Are you guys excited? Amen. You should be. You should be. However, look at your neighbor say, be patient. Be patient. You got to be patient because, man, I really believe that God gave me a word uh, today before I get into the announcement uh, that I'm about to make here so that he can ready us, so that he can ready our hearts, so he can ready our spirit, so he can ready our soul to receive this announcement. Listen, we can announce anything we want to announce, but if we don't receive it, if we don't believe it, if we don't, if we don't give into it and, and sell ourselves out for it, then what good is it? It's just an announcement and nothing, nothing happens. And so I believe God wants to ready us for that. And so he gave us a word today, and today is part 13 of a series we've titled Faith. Someone shout faith. faith. Amen. Have you guys been enjoying this series? I know I've enjoyed studying it and learning from it, and, and I'll tell you, man, I've, I've said this to you guys before, that when I bring a word to you, it's because God has been dealing with me with that same word, right? So it's not like I'm preaching at you, I'm preaching with you. Amen. For real. Um, man, God is, is not finished with us yet. And praise the Lord, we're not where we used to be, but praise God, we're not where we're gonna be. Amen. But yeah, with a series titled Faith, and today the, the title of the message is Faith for the Future. Faith for the Future. Come on, tell your neighbor one more time, I have faith for the future. Tell them, have faith. I'm gonna get you interacting with me today, <clears throat> whether you like it or not. Amen. Now, now listen to me. This is, this is extremely important. Okay, cool. I got my timer on the back. Amen. I needed a timer for today because I only got 20 minutes. You see, 17 minutes is all I got. Um, but I, I don't care about that time. But anyway, 
Now, now listen, this is, this is really important for us to get, this, this faith for the future, because listen, here's the truth, right? Like when things aren't looking good, when, when, when things don't feel good, it can be really difficult for us to, to be good, right? It can be really difficult for that. It, it can be very difficult for us to have faith for the future. And here's why, because we are a people driven by what we see. We're a people driven by our feelings, right? We're, we're driven by those things. And so when, when the things we are seeing isn't good, when the things we are feeling don't feel too good, it can be really difficult for us to be good. But see, as Christians, as Christ followers, we rely on the word of God and not our feelings. We rely on the word of God and not what we, not what we see. We rely on the word of God when the word of God isn't lining up with our reality, we trust the word of God. Because here, here's the truth, right? God's word is always greater than our reality. See, I don't think some of you didn't catch that. So I'm gonna say it again. So to make sure you catch that, listen to me. God's word is always greater than our reality. It really is. And this is why we can have faith for the future. Even if what we see and what we feel doesn't speak to a great future. But because his word says it, man, we can believe it. We can trust it. We can stand firm upon it. So Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it, it, says, it says this. Where there is no vision, someone shout vision. vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Another translation would say it this way, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. In other words, where, where there is no hope for the, pe- for, for the future, the people just give up. They just start living however they want to live because there's no hope. If there's no faith for the future, the people won't care about the future any longer. They just won't. And this is what this is trying to say. Where where there is no vision, the people perish. You see, this is what vision means. Vision means seeing beyond ourselves. That's what it means. Vision means being able to to see beyond our temporary and momentary trials and tribulations and sufferings. Vision means we have foresight for the future. That's what vision is. It means that we can see and know what hasn't happened yet. It's amazing. And look, the only way that we can have that ability is if God releases the spirit of prophecy. It's the only way. The only way that we can see and know what hasn't happened yet is if God gives us a prophetic word. See, without the spirit of of prophecy, you and I have no ability to have vision. Absolutely none. And I say all that to say this, the only way to have faith for the future is if God gives us a vision through a prophetic word. It's the only way. And, and, and listen, remember this, and, and I've said this to you guys several times, and if you're here any amount of time after today, and I pray you are, um, I'll say it a thousand more times to you. Scripture 
always reaffirms and confirms all other scripture. It never contradicts itself. It can only confirm itself. That's all it can absolutely do. That's it. And see, this Proverbs 29 passage is reaffirming and confirming Jeremiah 29.11. That's what it's doing. See, when this, this, this Proverbs passage says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Let me tell you what it isn't saying first, and then I'll tell you what it is saying. What it isn't saying is that you've got to have all the answers to all of life's problems. And if not, you're going to perish. No, that's not what it's saying. It also isn't saying that you have to be a prophet. And, and listen, I'll say it again. I'll say it again to you. But that's what the spirit of prophecy can do and will do for you and for me. It will tell us the future. The spirit of prophecy will. And see, to, to understand what a prophet is, a prophet is a man or a woman of God anointed by God to reveal to us a future from God. Sometimes it's an alternate reality because it comes from heaven's perspective. They have been anointed by God to give us vision for our life. They see and know what's going to happen before it actually happens. And it's absolutely amazing. It's amazing when the spirit of prophecy is released on the body and people begin to prophesy and they're seeing dreams and visions of what God is about to do. It's amazing. But see, this, this Proverbs 29 passage, it isn't saying we all have to be prophets in order to live a life filled with hope for the future. But let me tell you what it is saying. This is what, it's, what it is saying. It's saying we have to trust the word of God. See, it says, right, where there is no vision, the people perish. But then you know what it goes on to say? It goes on to say this, but hopeful is the one who keeps the law. In other words, hopeful and happy is the one who obeys the word of God, who trusts in the word of God. See, see, all of us don't need to be prophets because we all have the word of God. We all have the word of God. And here's the thing, the, the word of God is what we have to trust in if we wanna have faith for the future. It's just, it's just true. Now, now look, I, I would be remiss and I'd actually be held accountable by God if I, if I didn't tell you this though, okay? Even though we all don't need to be prophets, we all need to desire and seek the gift of prophecy. Every one of us. It's a gift given by the Holy Spirit. See, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the apostle Paul says it this way, eagerly seek all the gifts. That's what he said. And there's many gifts, by the way. There's many, many gifts, right? Speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, signs and wonders and miracles. There's words of encouragement, words of knowledge. There's words of wisdom. There's all these different gifts that come with the Holy, Holy Spirit. But after Paul says that, then he goes on to say something really, really cool. He says, but, but seek prophecy above all the other gifts. Seek to prophesy because the one who prophesies speaks to the people for edification, exhortation, and consolation. In other words, the one who prophesies is giving people vision, giving them faith for the future. So, so yeah, we, we don't all need to be prophets per se, but we should all desire to prophesy, every one of us. Desire to be able to see and know 
what's going to happen before it actually happens. Desire to have vision. Every one of us. And see, if we know and trust the word of God, we will know and trust prophecy. Then we'll have vision. And that's what Proverbs 29 verse 18 is trying to say to us. See, something you have to understand when it comes to prophecy, okay? Prophecy is the thread that weaves throughout the scriptures and it, and it holds the scriptures together, prophecy. Prophecy starts in Genesis 1-1 and it ties all the way to Revelation 22-21 and then it comes all the way back somewhere, praise the Lord, back into the scripture and it continues just to work its way through all of the scriptures to make sure it's reaffirming and confirming one another. And so God's word is filled with, with prophecy. You know, the apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20, this is what he says. He says, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. In other words, don't be offended by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Even if you don't fully understand them and if you, you don't fully understand him, because we're never gonna fully understand him, I'm just saying. But Paul's saying, don't be offended by him. Don't quench him. Don't stop him from moving. Allow him to come and complete a work in you. Don't quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecy. But instead, sift through every single word of it. Holding on to what is good. Rejecting every kind of evil. See, men and women of God, we got to be a people who desires and welcomes prophecy. We have to be. If not, we'll quench the spirit. And here, here's what the Bible tells us. That the, that the church is built upon the prophets and the apostles. That's where the church is built. See, the prophetic anointing from the Holy Spirit will strengthen us and give us vision. He will give us faith for the future. You guys with me? Yeah. Amen. I got to get a drink. Dying thirst. Proverbs 29, 18. It's confirming and reaffirming Jeremiah 29, 11. And God says, for I know the plans I have for you. God's like, I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, to give you a vision. That's, that's what I have planned for you. See, God's prophesying over his people because he knows his people will perish without it. If they don't have vision, they'll, they'll perish. He knows if, if they don't have vision, they will not have faith for the future. They have to have a prophetic word. We have to have a prophetic word to have faith for our future. We have to. So right here, he's, he's telling his, his people, he says, look, I've, I've got a hope for you and I've got, a, I've got a future for you. So don't give up. Don't lose your, your faith for the future. Instead, trust the word. Instead, seek the prophetic word. And, 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 I, and I love this verse, right? I, I quote it a lot in my personal life, right? Reminding myself of what God has already spoken. Right, because the enemy boy, he's crafty, that worthless devil. And man, just to constantly be quoting this 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 verse in my heart. But but you know, I think a lot of times we read this 
this verse as if this verse came about at a good time. Like that's how we, we, we read it, right? But actually the reality is this, that this great verse came at a really bad time. I'm talking a super bad time. The people of Israel are in captivity when God gives this, this prophecy. The people of God are, are slaves in Babylon. They're, they're slaves in a godless country. They're slaves to a godless people. And they're going to be there for 70 long years. They're going to be slaves. So here they are. They're in this really bad situation. And God gives them this great verse. But, but you got to notice how he says it. Not only what he says, but how he says it. He, he says, I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. He, d- he doesn't say, hey, you know the plans you have for you or, or you know the outcome of the plans that you have for you. No, no, I have the plan because I have the outcome. See, God's sitting at the very end of all time right now and at the very beginning and he sees everything in between. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last is he. He's not confined to time like you and I. This is why we can trust his plan and the outcome. But he doesn't say, hey, I'll, I'll give you the plan and you the outcome. But see, we're like, whoa, 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 wait, God. Whoa, I don't like that, God. I mean, I, well, let me just speak for myself. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold your horses. I need to know the plan and I need to know the outcome of the plan because how can I get through the things that I'm going through if I don't know the outcome of the plan, God? How can I have vision if I don't know the outcome? Let's see, this is, this is where we are a lot of times. How can I have faith for the future? if I don't fully understand the outcome of the plan. But, but do you know what I've, I've found out in my walk with Jesus over these past several years? Some of the greatest lessons I've learned on this earth is when I didn't fully understand the plan. I'm telling you. When I couldn't, I couldn't see the end from the beginning, I couldn't make heads or tails of the situation I was in. When I didn't know where it was up or down, whether I was coming or going. When I, when I couldn't figure out what God was doing and how he was doing it or, or when he was going to get me through what it was I was, I was going through, it was, it was then. It was then. The greatest lessons are learned in this life when I couldn't figure out how the outcome was going to come about when I couldn't make sense of any of it. Lord, I, I have no idea because it was in that time that I would throw my hands up, not in a way of I give up, but throw my hands up to say, it's up to you, Jesus. I don't know. I have, I have no idea, Lord. So, so I'm surrendering it all to you. See, that's when I've, I've learned the greatest lessons in my life because it was in those places that I learned how to trust God with the plan and trust him with the outcome of the plan. It was then that I learned how how to trust the word of God in my darkest hours. God does some of his greatest work in us and through us when we can't figure it out. When we don't know how the outcome is going to come about, this is when God does his greatest work. This is when God will strengthen us and our faith will encourage us. Men and women of God, our greatest lessons will be learned when we don't know what God is doing, when we don't know why God is doing it, when we don't know how God is doing it or where God's gonna do it at, 
We, we know none of them answers whatsoever. That's the greatest lessons because it's in, in those times that God is actually seated up in the heavens and I could just see him. The Bible says the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool, that he treats the cosmos like a lazy boy, kicking up, just chilling. And see, it's, it's then when we have no clue that God's saying, I know something you don't know. Doodah, doodah, really. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have fun with it too. You have fun with it. I know something you don't know. So now you watch me work. You watch me work all this stuff out, all for good and for my glory. You watch me. That's some of the times he does his greatest work, church. It's when he really increases our faith and puts us on a whole new level that he gives us faith for the future, no matter what we are encountering in life. It don't matter because I know he took care of me before and I know he'll do it again. Now, maybe you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, that, that sounds really good, Pastor Keith. That's, a, that's amazing. It sounds amazing. But, but what do I do in the meantime? <laughs> like, right, like, what do I do while I'm waiting for God to unveil the plan? While I'm waiting for the outcome of the plan to come to fruition, what do I do? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a good question. Because Jeremiah chapter 29, God tells us exactly what we are to do while we're waiting and we're trusting. Tells us exactly, and he starts it in verse five. And this is, this is what he says. He says, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. He, in other words, he's saying, you be productive. Whatever your hands find to do, you do that thing. And you do it with all your might and you do it all for the glory of God, every single bit of it. Do that. Use your talents that I've given you, the giftings that I've given you to be productive in the land where I sent you. Be productive until I unveil the outcome of the plan, until your vision comes to fruition. He goes on, verse six, take wives, father, sons, and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, dad of daughters, we bind you in Jesus. Like, I'm just kidding. I pray for my daughter's husband all the time. I promise I did. I'm like, Jesus, release him. Strengthen him. God, protect that man because he's going to take care of my wife or I'm going to kill him. Or my, my daughter, or I'm going to kill him. I said, my wife. <laughs> and give your daughters to husbands so that they may give birth to sons and daughters and grow in numbers there and not decrease. And do not decrease. God is very simply reminding us of the Genesis 1 vision of the Genesis 1 word. Be fruitful and multiply in every season of your life. While you're waiting and while you're trusting. Don't just sit around because idle hands is the devil's workshop. Don't just sit there and do nothing. Don't be slumbering and sleeping. Oh no, oh no. Be pursuing God the entire time. Be fruitful and multiply while you're waiting and trusting. Because listen to me, the mandate on our lives don't change just because the plan hasn't been unveiled. The mandate's the same. Live a life worthy of the call and do it all for the glory of God. Be fruitful and multiply. See, see God is saying this, no matter what, be productive with your life, be productive. So that you bear much fruit for my kingdom while you're on the earth. 
Verse seven says, seek the prosperity of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for its prosperity will be your prosperity. Oh, so, so in other words, don't give up on the country you live in. Don't give up on the city that you live in. Don't give up on the town that you live in. Instead, keep praying for it. Keep asking God to strengthen it and give them wisdom, the leader's wisdom in Jesus' name. Because if it goes well for them, it will go well for you. It will be in their prosperity that you will have prosperity. If it goes good for them, it'll go good for you. So pray for it. Believe God for it. See, God tells us exactly what to do while we're waiting and we're trusting for the plan and the outcome of the plan to be unveiled. And see, then it really doesn't matter what's happening around us and not that we ignore it or anything like that, but, but it actually doesn't matter because his word is always greater than our reality. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself too, like, oh, okay, Pastor Keith, great, but, but you don't know what I'm going through. You, you don't know what I've been through and you don't know all the different things I've done in my life to this point. You just don't understand it. And that, that may be true, I might not. But I'll tell you what I do know I know the word of God and I know his word always comes to pass. And I know his word gives us vision. His word gives us faith for the future. He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord of hosts, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. In other words, God's simply saying, what you're going through and what you've done cannot stop my word cannot stop my plan, cannot stop my vision, cannot stop the future that I have for you. If you just trust me and continue to seek me, I'll bring about the word. I'll take care of what, what, I, what I'll take care of, and you take care of what you can. Amen. Even when things don't look good, understanding that God's word is good and it's greater than our reality. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about a prophetic word, church, from God. Here's the thing about it, Okay. It takes time. The Bible says that the word is like a seed planted on a bunch of different soil. It's like a seed, the word of God. And at times when that prophetic word goes forth, most of the time, it takes time to start growing before it sprouts and you begin to see some of the fruit of that prophetic word. It takes time. But, but we can take to the bank his word will come to pass. The Bible says it never returns void, that it always accomplishes that which it sets out to accomplish, never stopping its work along the way. He will always bring about the outcome of his plans. Not your plans, by the way. Not to get the two confused, because we can real easily. I've done it plenty in my life. But he'll bring about the outcome of his plans every single time. And so, man, when we're, dealing with life and it's, it's difficult. Man, we gotta know that the word of God is greater than our reality. And when it's not lining up, we gotta trust it. We gotta press into it. Ask God to continue to give us vision through it. His word will give us foresight into the future. And we've gotta trust the prophetic word that he gives because it's there that it'll give us faith for the future. His prophetic word. And as Christians, something I find so amazing is, is this. God will give us a word in the past that unveils the plan in the future. It's amazing. 
It's absolutely amazing how he does it. The word in the past will give us faith for the future. It's incredible. You know, back in in 2013, right? Nine years ago, back in 2013, it didn't look anything like this. The church, nothing at all like this. (laughs) There's about 10 people here. (laughs) God is so faithful. For real, like 10 people here. Back in June 15th, 2013, God released a prophetic word over this body. He released the prophetic word. And that word gave us a plan. It gave us a vision. And over these past nine years, what we've done is we've been praying for that word. Encouraging ourselves with that word. We've been trusting and waiting for that word to come to pass. But you know what we didn't do? We we didn't just sit around and do nothing until the word came to pass. No, no, no. Whatever we found to do, we used our hands to do that thing and we did it all for the glory of God. We've seen great fruit from what God has done in us and through us. But this is what we did. And listen, over these past nine years, man, I'm telling you, didn't always look good. Didn't always look pretty. Not even a little bit at times. There have been many times over this past nine years when, man, we couldn't see. God, how are you going to bring that about? How, how, is, how is that going to take place? How is this vision going to come to fruition? But you know what we did when those seasons would come? Because the enemy's not going to stop. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's what he does. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Amen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' name, right? But what, what happened is when he would come to, to steal, kill, and destroy the word, we would return to the word. And we would start reading the word. Reminding ourselves of the word. Reminding ourselves of the vision that God had had given. And you know what it did? It kept giving us vision. It kept giving us faith for the future. And it actually increased every time we read it. It It's wild. I mean, it excites me more now today than it did when I I received the word. Because it's the living word of God. God's word is is living. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it keeps going and going and going blessing and strengthening and encouraging. Man, when we, we didn't know when, we didn't know where, we didn't know, we didn't know how. But you know what we did? We, we declared it. We did. We declared it. In Jesus' name, God, you gave us this word. And it's got to come to pass because you said it. And we would encourage ourselves with it. And so what we actually did this past week is we went into the archives and found that prophetic word when it was spoken back in 2013. Took a little bit too. I had to get my father-in-law involved. And anytime I ask for his help, then I can't live it down. So now I'm going to owe him a favor. Owe him a favor. But I thought it was so important to pull it together. We we took parts of it. We pulled it together for for you guys to to hear it this morning. And I want to play it for you. And I want us all to listen to this word that God given to us nine years ago. I want us all to listen to it because I'm believing the moment that we all hear it, that man, in the name of Jesus, we'll all begin to receive it. We'll all start to believe in it. We'll pray into it. We will, we will surrender our lives over to it because it was the word over this body, over this church, whoever came. It was God's word for us. And so 
we're gonna, we're gonna listen to it. And, and, and here's the thing, right? This prophecy was given in 2013 and there's things throughout this prophecy that maybe doesn't look so wild today, but understand me, when the prophecy was given, none of it had happened. Not a single thing in this prophecy had happened yet. It's amazing. And I hope it encourages you. Could you, could you guys play that, please? God showed me over this man that he has the, the reason God is going to use this pastor, he's got the humility that adults that lead us see that he's a humble man. He's got the energy that young people say, I want to get, with, get it with that presence he's carrying. And he's got the vision that people can give into and know he's a man of righteousness and And God's brought him so far. He's going to take another generation farther than he's gone. Hallelujah. He and his wife have got the hand of God. And I expand the vision of this place. And I pray in Jesus' name that the Spirit of the Lord would keep you from being overwhelmed. Amen. That not everything that's going to come in this future move is just for you. It is about touching this region. Hallelujah. And God is going to rise up. And God wanted you to know they'll talk about this region. They won't talk about the mess and the scandals. They'll talk about the blessing. Woo! They'll talk about, did you hear what God is doing in Tyrone? In Tyrone, in the name of Jesus, we call you to give up your young people. We call you to give up and we pray for a street fair. And then this very parking lot and in this back quarter, God says right in this parking lot, he's going to raise up, I pray a carnival, a spirit-filled carnival come to this place. Oh my goodness, I'm dreaming big. I pray in the name of Jesus that something would hit this land where they'll say, what are they doing over there? Causing all kind of trouble, you know. They would say The neighbors are up in arms because of the sound. It's easy to covenant with this place because this place is still hanging in there, still doing the work of God, even though things have been difficult for all of us. We're still going. We're not where God's called us to be, but we're far from where Satan had us. And in the name of Jesus, this place has built a room for the spirit of prophecy. It's built a room for the spirit of breakthrough. The Lord's showing me that a number of people are going to start homeschooling. But God is going to raise up a school. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that in your future, the vision for school, amen. Not just, min, not just not when I say just ministry school, I'm, this, what I'm referring to is not a ministry school because I believe you're, you're called to train. But this is where you will put teachers and there will be a miracle so that you'll be able to have a building and touch children with the word of God as they learn from ABCs, you know, up to quantitative methods. I pray in the name of Jesus that the vision of this ministry would now be expanded. And in the mighty name of Jesus, that um, the, the, the vision of this ministry, seeing it touching a region. Amen. That God has not just brought you this far to, you know, have the status quo, but it is to touch a region. 
And in the name of Jesus, release right out of this church the word of the Lord. Would you pray it with me all through this place? How awesome is that? In this very parking lot. He said, oh, I'm dreaming big. Well, it's big. Over 5,000 people coming to that carnival now. Shutting down the whole downtown. And it had to move from out here because God made it even bigger than we, we thought. So I had to move it downtown. God spoke that before any of that had happened. Matter of fact, what's crazy is that prophetic word confirmed a word already in me. God had already spoken to me when I was laying on my face up here on this green carpet and, and brown squares uh, tile. Praise the Lord, probably has asbestos all in it. But anyway, duct taped all up. Yeah, it was duct taped. God spoke it to me and I, I was like, I don't even, well, well, okay, Lord, I don't know. And I go tell my wife and she's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? It's like, it takes money. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just telling you. So I feel like the Lord said, and then this guy comes three months later, the prophet speaks the word. I said, told you, honey. Like I used it. I, I'm telling you, I used it to confirm I'm right. You know. But it's amazing. We've seen this come to pass and we've watched as God has expanded this ministry and expanded our reach beyond here. And incredible stuff. And I'm excited to see how God continues to expand it and not for our glory and not so they can say that has, is a big trip. No, no, no. So that God receives glory because when they look, they'll say, how is that happening there? And we get to say, well, because God takes the fullest things of the world to confound the wise. That's why. That's why. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do. But I am super excited about today as well because today, Another part of that word is coming to pass in Jesus' name. And I'm excited to announce that right now we are launching, drum roll please, Tyrone Christian Academy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. awesome is that that we get to witness right now a word that was spoken in 2013 be birthed before our very eyes to be a part of it to give into it to believe in it to pray for it yeah Jesus try not to get emotional but try really I'm tough I'm tough I'm tough I'm a guy I'm a tough I don't cry, I don't cry. But it, 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 it's amazing. You know, back in early 2021, right, the Lord began to speak to me and, and he kept impressing on my heart. Train your kids in the ways of the Lord. Train your kids in the ways of the Lord. He kept saying it over and over. And so I actually began to rebuttal him. I said, God, that's what I'm doing. I don't know what you mean. That's what I'm doing every night. I'm with my kids. I'm praying over them. They get annoyed with me. Dad, it's been 45 minutes. Get off me. Right? I'm like, but I bind anything coming against you. Right? Like, I'm praying in tongues and everything over them. They're like, you weirdo, get off. You know, like, 
I'm like, but I need Jesus to help you. Like, and so I'm like, Lord, I, that's what I'm doing. And the Lord kept saying it to me, train your kids in the ways of the Lord. Train your kids in the ways of, then I start rebuttaling him again. I said, well, God, what do you think we do on Sundays? We got over 120 kids meeting here every single Sunday morning. If all of them came, we'd have over 200. And we're training them, God, in the ways of the Lord. And don't, don't, don't forget Thursday nights where we're busing in 70-some kids every Thursday to feed them, to love them, to clothe them, to train them in the ways of the Lord. This is, this is what we're doing. I'm defending myself before the Almighty God. <laughs> it didn't go good. He said, you're not doing enough. go to my wife and I tell her and she says get the prophecy and we begin reading that prophecy from 2013 and God said now is the time go I said Lord I don't know what I'm doing I'm so inadequate to do something so great like I Lord I don't know he said I'll be I'll be with you and so then God began to speak and my wife and I started fasting and praying and believing God and really pressing into him. And then he told us, he said, start an intercessory prayer team. So we start calling back in August. We, we call and get these people to be on this intercessory prayer team, people that we know and love Jesus that, that stand in a gap for, for you guys all the time. And we're like, hey man, we need you to pray. And it was wild when they began to pray, it was like an open heavens above us. I'm telling you, I haven't heard so clearly from God in all my life most audible voices, dreams and visions and God confirming it. Just insane stuff. And I was like, man, Lord, this really must be on your heart. And then God said, I want you to, to start a school committee. Great. And I had people coming to me saying, hey, we should start a school. And, and they didn't, I mean, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Praise God. It's amazing how God was putting the pieces together. And I'm telling you that the people, God literally started highlighting them, showing us who to put on it. And man, these people have worked so stinking hard doing all this R&D, research and development, as we said. Have an R&D committee doing research and development. Develop all the plans and the curriculum and do all this stuff. And there's so many people. And I'll introduce them over these next few weeks to you. But, but one couple in particular, God spoke to us. And, and when God spoke it to us, we, we were actually a little confused. I'll just be honest with you. I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't really know them. I know of them. I know their life is faithful. I, they're faithful here. They, they give here. They, they raise their kids in the ways of the Lord. I know all that, but I don't like know them to, you know, shoot them a text message. God, I don't even know their number. I have to get into the computer system here at the church to find it. The Lord's like, yeah, do that. Okay. So my wife reaches out to them, right? And we go over and we, we sit in their, in, their, in their dining room at the table and we were eating Max Market. Brian, you owe me a fee. That was free marketing. We're eating the Max Market pizza. And, and it was wild because the Lord spoke to me right then. And he said, he will run your school. And I, I said, what, Lord? I'm engaging with God. I'm like, what, what, what? That didn't, okay, cool. So we leave a couple weeks later. My wife comes to me and says the same person. I never said a word to her. Didn't tell her nothing. A lot of times I try to hide things so that when she comes to me and says something, it's confirmation and not because she's privy to the information. That's how God works. And so we'll, we'll not tell each other certain things on purpose. And I didn't tell her. And she comes to me and says the same exact name. And I said, what? It doesn't make, okay. All right, Lord. Again, I, I didn't know anything. I was like, okay, all right. 
And so then my wife says, well, you need to start talking to him. She says, but God told me something different. God said, don't say a word to him. Because I felt like Gideon. I'm going to tell you, I felt like Gideon. I was saying, Lord, wet the fleece. And I wet everything around the fleece. And now I need you to burn the food up. Huh? I need you to give me a whole big army to take over. Like I, that's how I felt, for real. And the Lord's like, I tell you what, you'll know this is the person when they come to you. And I, and I was confused again. I said, Lord, I, I, really? Like they're going to come to me? Hey, it's pretty presumptuous, right? Like, well, I can run your school. Yeah. And, and listen, as the time ticked away, time ticked away, we're getting closer and closer to the date, to this date of launching and, and saying, hey, we're going for it. Um, and I have nothing. No one come to me. And so my wife's getting really antsy. She's like, hey, listen, you need to go have a conversation. You must have heard from God wrong. I said, well, that's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not probable, but it's possible. I said, honey, I'm telling you, I, I just believe it. I don't know. Two Sundays ago, this man walks into my office. Again, man, we're only two Sundays out. I don't know. Oh my gosh, oh Lord, I'm, I'm, maybe I did hear wrong. I'm flipping out. Because Lord, we need to announce with the person running the school. Like we, we need that. It adds validity to it. It strengthens it, oh God. It shows that it's real and it's not just a concept. It's a construct that we're moving forward. And, and literally two, two Sundays ago, he, he walks into my office and he says, Pastor, I'm not sure how to say this. I really feel like God's calling me to run the school. I don't know what you think. And I light up like a Christmas tree. He thought I was a weirdo. He never said that, but he had to have, right? Because I'm smiling like, well, anyway, I was so excited. I was like, you can't, no, this is crazy. Lord, you are awesome. Unveiling the plan. Added pieces to the puzzle because he gave, he gave a prophetic word all those years ago. And he's faithful to perform it. And he's still laying these pieces out for us. And he's showing us, man, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But until it all comes together, guess what we all do? We, we find what our hands can do. And we do it all to the glory of God. And this man walks into my office and says, hey, I really feel like. So we, we celebrate together. And man, I tell you. I am so excited to announce that the headmaster of Tyrone Christian Academy is Mr. Brandon Hartley. Could you give him a hand? Come on, Brandon. And to hear his side of it was really cool. Right, how God had worked him through the process. And I won't talk for him, even though I could, but go ahead, Brandon. Let him talk. Good morning, guys. It's on. It's on. Good. So, it's not coming through here. You'll have to excuse me if I get a little emotional. Um, hearing that prophecy, that was amazing. I've read through it quite a few times. Um, it, it was shared with me when I started on this, but um, just hearing that, it's amazing. It's amazing what God has done.
was. I, I didn't even have a reason why. I just said, we need to move. We're not where we're supposed to be. Um, so I, after some crying and what Meg would say is uh, some gnashing of teeth, <laughs> we just, she, she affirmed that, you know, I'm going to follow you in this. So uh, we moved pretty quickly. And we ended up, you know, landing here in Tyrone. Uh, a crazy part about that, I, I remember a specific conversation I would had with, had with Meg a few years prior to that, that I said, I would never live in a little place like Tyrone. <laughs> well, I was wrong. God was right. So, <laughs> um, it, it's just amazing how, how it's worked out. So we, we got settled in. We had a church that we attended in State College. That first Sunday, we made our drive back to State College. And on my drive, I just, I didn't feel right. We sat through that service. It, it was a great church. And again, we were driving home. And I said to Meg, we're not going back to that church. Had no reason why. It, it was a fantastic church. And again, some more crying. She had some groups of friends and people really loved it. And that's how we landed here at this church. Um, and that there was a small piece that, that ensured we ended up here. So before we bought our house here in Tyrone, I had actually put an offer on another house that was close, right outside of State College, and it got declined. I remember being so frustrated. The sellers of that house, they sold it to someone else for a far less sum than what I offered for it. Made no sense whatsoever. But again, that was God working. If I would have ended up there, I would not be standing right here right now, right? There's just, there's so many little pieces that have just brought this together. Um, and it's, again, it's just, it's truly amazing. Um, throughout this, this process, when I got invited in, when Keith first sat, sat down with us, literally the week before that, I had an experience with my boys that I, after it happened, I said to Meg, you know, I think it's time for us to evaluate some different education options for our boys. Uh, nothing wrong with where they were at, but I just felt like, where they were is not where they were supposed to be. That next week, you know, we get this text message, Keith and Julie, they sit down with us, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, I, I didn't think it was anything I would ever be involved with. Um, it's outside of, uh, of what I typically do. Um, but we, we knew it was right, knew I was supposed to be involved, knew she was supposed to be involved. I'm not gonna lie, originally, Meg being a teacher, I was like, oh, this is about her, you know? They want her to be involved with this, she knows education, um, she's an amazing teacher. I mean, everywhere she goes, just students, they, they just flock to her. Um, so I just thought I was along for the ride, you know? Uh, I, and once again, turns out I was wrong. God had different plans in place for me, so. Um, but Meg knew it. <clears throat> Meg did know. Yes. She knew it. She said um, it. She, she kept that to herself. And obviously working through this, so we've, all, we've all learned a lot. Um, and I just kept feeling God pushing me. You know, you need to be more involved with this, more involved with this. This is something that, I, that you need to be doing permanently. And I didn't know in what type of aspect that was. There's many different ways I could be involved um, in this. Um, so finally, I, uh, I asked God in one of my, my prayer sessions, you know, Pastor Keith referenced last week, you know, get in that prayer closet, you know, put yourself before God and then sit down and read the word and he'll give you the answer. And he spoke it so loud and clear that this is what I was supposed to do. Um, and it may have been a little presumptuous when I walked in that office telling him, I'm going to run your school. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with humility as well, I suppose, but, <laughs> uh, but 
I already knew, I, I knew what his answer would be. I, I knew what everyone involved, I knew that the answer would be yes. I, and I guess, I don't know why I knew that, but God was also, he was just pressing that in me. This is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to do. Mm. And that's how I ended up here in front of you guys today. Come on. Um, I'm so excited for the opportunity. I mean, this, the, the blessing that this will put across this community, um, across this area, it's just gonna be amazing. Amen. Yeah, so good, yeah. Wow. But just to hear how God pulls all these pieces and, 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 and what we felt, Jules and I, the whole time with this uh, private Christian school, it wasn't about us versus them. It was about a bridge, right, where, where people could choose what they want with education. Like, that's all, you know, because I, I don't want to get into that, man. We're all part of the same community. That's why we felt like God said, name it Tyrone Christian Academy. There was a lot of names that I'm sure we could have come up with that might have been sounded better than that maybe, but God was like, no, no, it's about Tyrone. It's about the community. The word came over this community. They will ask from all over what's happening in Tyrone. And so we thought it was very important to have Tyrone in the name of the school. And uh, yeah, we're, we're so, so very excited about it. So excited what God has done and, and Brandon and bringing him um, along in this process. And then also all the team. And again, I'll, I'll announce them another time. I'm running out of time. Um, but, but listen, again, whatever you find your hands to do while we're waiting for this thing to completely unveil and, and launch, whatever, whatever you, your hands find to do, do that thing with all your might, meaning get, get involved. And so look, we have a, a pamphlet on your way out that you will get and also a, a survey, correct? You'll also get a survey because we want you to fill it out so we know the needs of different people in the community. Other churches are gonna have it as well. But also in, in that, you're, you're gonna have a, a giving envelope. It's, we're calling it the Raising Warriors campaign because the Lord kept saying to me, raise warriors for the kingdom, raise warriors for the kingdom. Train your kids in the ways of the Lord so that you raise warriors for the kingdom. Amen. Because we need our kids to go on offense and stop playing defense. Amen. Amen. We serve a mighty God, a powerful God who desires to give us authority to walk in his will and his ways. And so that's what we're calling it, Raising Warriors Campaign. And, and when I prayed about it, Lord, what, what, do we, what do we do with this campaign? What do we do? And, and we really felt like a few of us that God kept saying, make the goal $125,000 for the church to give. Us as a whole, now there's 306 giving units. So if you divide that up, it's like 425 bucks a piece. But, but, but make it the goal, $125,000 for our church to give. Now listen, the church board already designated that the church itself would give out of missions 125,000. So they said they would match it, amen. And so man, I'm encouraging you, yeah. And right now, yeah, come on. And right now, the committee, the school committee and the school board as individuals, as people are praying about what we can do um, as the leaders to show you how much that we, we believe in this thing, to show you how we're willing to sell out for it and say, God, we trust you and we're gonna give to it. We're gonna put our money where our mouth is. We're not just gonna expect you to give. No, we're gonna give and we're gonna give till it hurts. But here, here's what, I, what I, I felt like the Lord kept saying to me. Tell them to pray about the number. I'll give it to them. So listen to me, I'm not gonna ask you to be faithful to a number somebody else has. Don't even share that stuff. Be faithful to the number that God gives you because God will, will, will multiply what you're faithful to give. Amen. So sit, pray, get before the Lord, ask the Lord, what would you have me give to this? 
God, what would you have me give? And, and listen, this Raising Warriors campaign, it's above and beyond. It's not your tithe. This is above and beyond that. See, see, the Bible says, bring your whole tithe into the storehouse so that the windows of heaven may pour out a blessing upon you, but then also come and bring offerings before me. So this is above and beyond the tithe, right? But I'm believing that we're gonna hit that number in Jesus' name. And hey, I believe he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's at work within all of you. And we're so excited to invite you in it. Brandon said something early in our committee meetings. He said this, he, when he, we asked him to pray and he prayed. He said, Lord, thank you for the freedom to do this. Man, I hope that's all of our heart. Thank you for the freedom to give into it. Thank you, God, for the freedom to have vision with it. Thank you for the freedom to pray into it. And so guys, man, listen, we love you. We bless you. We're excited to do this with you. This word is coming, coming to pass. And I, and I ran out of time, but when you get this, I spoke too long, man. Sorry, Brandon, I preached too long. <clears throat> but in this, it'll walk you through our four pillars. That, that, that's the foundation of it, okay? And, and, and you can go and read that. Take the, take the survey, please. Bring it back with you next week. There's a link to you. You can go online to take it. But also, listen, we have, a, we have an email set up. Brandon, can you, can you tell them the email? Yes, sir, if, you have, if you have any questions at all. So right now the email we have is uh, info at tyronechristianacademy.org. Tyrone Christian Academy.org. And listen, if you're, if you're interested in it at all, your kids, you think your kids might be, or you're interested in also applying to, to work there as well, man, please let us know. Let us know your interest. Let us know your excitement. If God speaks a word to you, please email us, share it with us, because we believe God's going to be confirming it through our body. Amen. Amen. So on your way out, make sure you get one. They'll be handing you, handing you one. But let me, let me just pray with you. Father, I thank you for each individual here. I thank you for their heart. I thank you, God, that they're going to sell out to this vision. And I pray right now, Lord, you make a way when there seemed to be no way. I pray for clarity by the Spirit over each and every heart here, God. As they pray and ask you, Lord, how can I be involved? I pray you would speak to them loudly and clearly. I pray that right now. Lord, I speak a blessing over them. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the freedom for us to do it. Amen. Hey, do me a favor. Raise your hands towards Brandon, please. I want to pray with him and pray over him as he walks into this new venture with God. Lord, I thank you for Brandon. I thank you for his heart. I thank you for his obedience to follow your word and to follow your ways. And Father, I pray right now for a supernatural, spirit-filled anointing to come on this man, that God in the places he lacks wisdom, giving wisdom to overflowing. In the places he needs confidence, Father, I pray there would be a great confidence in him. I pray that right now. Lord, I, I pray that you give him eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is doing and saying. God, assemble the perfect team around him, I pray. And God, begin to draw the students in one by one. And we speak a blessing over him right now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Guys, listen, we love you. God bless you. Have an incredible day. Go with God, he'll go with you. Amen.